Just after 9 o'clock, good morning. This is Bernie Radio 103.9 FM. And coming up at 9.30 is the Sunny Melindres Show. But the inspirational hour begins now with God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer. The following is sponsored by GodandOurDogs.com. And this is Bernie Radio. Discover a new perspective. God and Our Dogs. GodandOurDogs.com Welcome to God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer. Join us online at GodandOurDogs.com. Subscribe, share, and stay. Now here's your host, Meg Greer. Welcome to God and Our Dogs. This is Meg Greer, your host. Our vision on God and Our Dogs is discovering a new perspective and rely on God the way our dogs rely on us. How does it happen? The same way our other relationships grow, spending time together, learning about one another, developing trust, and experiencing transformation. Dog stories told on the show reveal God in new ways. We look in the mirror of our dogs. In the reflection, we find aha moments, bringing to light a deeper understanding of love, value, purpose, and belonging. Find us at GodInOurDogs.com. Click follow on the God and Our Dogs page on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast site and on YouTube, where you will find bonus material from our guests. Thanks to the folks at Wheeler's Western Outfitters for a great spot to record our show. Thanks to the God and Our Dogs business partners, including Westward Environmental, Clearview Bookkeeping, Complete Computer Solutions, and Covenant Pest Control. Our guest today is my good friend, Linda Ratner, the founder of Ratner Consulting. Linda empowers business owners to create effective and profitable businesses using her extensive business management experience. Best of all, her dogs would introduce her as happy, loving, and dependable. Thanks for being with us, Linda. It's so great to have you. Oh, thank you. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, you've had I always so love many... spending time with you. Oh, yes, it's great. And it's so much fun because I know how much you love your dogs. So it'll be a fun conversation today for sure. Maybe I love them a little too much. Oh, I don't know. I've witnessed it. I don't think you're too much of a crazy <laughs> dog lady. But anyway, well, tell us the first dog who entered your life in the fourth grade. Yes, that would be Gloomy. And Gloomy came into my life because I think I found him somewhere, like mm -hmm. on the side of the road. I was walking home and he just looked so needy. So I picked him up and brought him home and was promptly told I couldn't keep him. Aww. So I spent three, four days straight begging if my father, if I could keep him. And after lots of begging, I don't think I've ever groveled that much in my entire life. Uh-huh. He finally said, okay, but you are completely responsible for everything. You have to feed him. You have to take him to the vet. You have to walk him. You have to make sure he's housebroken. And that's what happened. Yeah. Well, how did he get his name Gloomy? That's kind of unusual for a dog. Yeah. Well, I couldn't come up with the name. And my English wasn't that great back then because I ha we had been in the United States maybe four years at the time and had not fully mastered English. But my dad came up with a name, and he thought the dog looked really sad. And so he came up with the name Gloomy. I really didn't understand what he was calling him, but Gloomy sounded, it had a nice ring to it. Mm -hmm. I didn't really know that it meant sad mm -hmm. until I think in high school I realized. Oh, really? Yeah, I never looked it up. 
Mm-hmm. It didn't really come into conversation much. Well, it doesn't sound like you had a gloomy relationship with Gloomy. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, he was anything but gloomy. Uh-huh. He was actually, what we should have named him was fierce and loyal. He wasn't a gloomy dog at all. He just looked gloomy. He looked like Benji. Remember mm-hmm. Benji back in the day? Yeah. He was like a little wiry terrier looking mutt. Mm-hmm. And he was very active. He was uh, very protective of me. And he was brave for his 20 pounds. Fierce. Fierce and loyal. Mm-hmm. So you told me something really interesting that would probably never happen today. It just goes to show how much the world has changed. He didn't just leave you during the day because you've gone to school. He went with you to school, didn't he? Gloomy followed me to school every day. Every day. I rode my bike to school. School was probably maybe less than a mile away. And there was a back road that cut through the a field. And he would just, he would follow me. And if he didn't follow me, he would end up there anyway. So somehow he would get out of the yard. And every day I can count on him being right by that window where he knew where my classroom was. Don't ask me how. I have no idea. We had these windows that went from ceiling to floor. Mm -hmm. Um, They were very narrow little windows. And there he would sit the whole day Mm till I got out. So why was Gloomy important to you as a child? Well, you know, I had a pretty difficult childhood. And so my dad was pretty abusive and not not in a good mental place. Mm -hmm. So Gloomy was what kept me grounded. He kept me sane. He was the one thing I knew I can count on for unconditional love. And he was always there. Mm -hmm. He was there and he protected me. My dad, you know, my dad would fly off the handle and Gloomy would get between both of us. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. And he would bare teeth. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. So fiercely loyal. Yeah. Wow. I mean, he put his life at risk because think about it, 20 pounds. Mm -hmm. You know, my dad could have kicked him and, Mm -hmm. but he was annoying enough that he distracted my father and my father would go on to bother someone else. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. He really was a protector. He was a protector. Yeah. That's so neat. Well, and I can just see him being so small. Well, you know, you've kind of alluded to moving to the United States. Where did you live and before and where did you live once you came to the United States? My grandparents immigrated from Eastern Europe in the late 20s, and they got on a ship. They were going to America, and America turned out to be Mexico. Uh So they ended up moving to Mexico City, and my parents were born there, and my brother and I were born there. And then probably about 1969, my dad decided we needed to move to the United States. Mm -hmm. He divorced my mom. He had custody. And he brought us to the metropolis of Laredo, Texas. Oh, wow. Yeah. We went from 25 million people to Laredo was probably 20, 30, 40,000 people at the time, maybe. Mm-hmm. You talked a little bit about your grandmother uh, immigrating and ending up in Mexico. Didn't she move to uh, the U.S. with you all, too? Yes. Eventually, she came to live with us right around maybe a year before we got gloomy, came to live with us. Uh-huh. Uh, she never was able to master the English language. So she had a very hard time saying gloomy. And so my grandmother and my father spoke German to each other. Oh, wow, German. Yeah, so I grew up speaking Spanish, English, and a German dialect at home. Wow, that's multilingual for sure. Well, she spoke seven languages because that part of Europe was, you needed to, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But she could never master English. And so gloomy was very hard for her. And so she ended up calling him Bloomy, 
which in that German dialect means flower. Uh-huh. And she would make it even sweeter and call him Blumele. So oh, she was sweet. the little little flower. Oh, that's so sweet. And so I, I'm glad to hear you say that because I hate for any dog to go by just gloomy. So that really helped, you know, helped your childhood self, you know? Yeah, but just don't don't feel bad. It was okay. He had no idea what it meant. But you did. And sometimes that kind of warms your, you know, the way into your yeah. head a little bit. Yeah. Like I said, I don't know that it really hit me until much later, mm-hmm. you know. To me, gloomy was just a, a name. It really mm-hmm. didn't, I really didn't equate it with him being sad because he was anything but sad. Mm-hmm. He oh, was more so of cool. a bloomy. And he was. More of a bloomy. Yeah. So I'll think of him of one of those little hand-drawn flowers, you know, yeah. with the little fly, five petals, you yes. know, as when you're a kid. That's yeah. great. I Remember love that. I told you he has a, a face only a mother could love, and that's what the vet would tell me too. Oh, really? So, yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, and a grandmother too in that case. Yeah. yeah. I loved so cool. him. I didn't care what he looked like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So really, say gloomy became a real friend and companion too then, didn't he? Oh, yeah. Yes, because my dad was, you know, if, if you know anything about growing up with an alcoholic, they really isolate you. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So we, we didn't have much of a life outside of school and home. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that was that was my constant. Well, you know, gloomy, the adjectives you've used to describe him, fierce, protective, loyal, companion, and I bet he was a comforter, too. Wow. How much... Does that remind us of God? I think I like to equate all my dogs. But Gloomy was special, right? Because it was during a very formative time of my life. Mm-hmm. But I felt like he was a little a, a little nugget of love in tangible form here on earth mm-hmm. who provided unconditional love at all times. It didn't matter. He was amazing. That sounds neat. It really reminds me, too, of in the Psalms. You hear it all throughout the Psalms about how... God is our protector and the people that he loves and believe in him, he protects. And I think about like Psalm 91 in particular and protected beneath his wings. Such a beautiful picture. And it sounds a lot like gloomy to me. You know, I think the other thing when you, you know, if you really want to get way out there, gloomy was if he loved me, then I was worthy of love, right? Because Mm -hmm. growing up in that kind of household alone without a mother and this father who couldn't really Mm -hmm. show you love, gloomy could. Mm -hmm. And so that at least made me feel like, well, this animal, I'm worthy of his love. Mm -hmm. So I think that was actually a saving grace for me in Mm -hmm. many ways. It's amazing how God provides for us in ways that we never really know and appreciate until we look back on it and see, oh, wow, I had gloomy with me. Yep. And that was more of a tangible representative, you know. In many ways. And he was he was really something else. One, one story that I didn't share with you before is that one day he, he disappeared. He went missing for three, four weeks. Oh, wow. And I cried every single day. I was still maybe fifth, sixth grade. Mm-hmm. And uh, one day, all of a sudden, he shows up again. And he's scraggly and skinny and looks like he had been run over. And he made his way back home. I have no idea. I wish he could have told me where he was. Mm-hmm. But gone almost a month. I had given up all hope. Yeah. But he found his way home. He found his way home. And isn't that what God wants us to do <laughs> is find our way home to him, huh? Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Well, Linda, I know you've had tons of, I shouldn't say tons. Well, I don't know if they'd wait. They'd 
add up to 2,000 pounds. Maybe they would, but Close you've had a lot of dogs. <laughs> you had the Mastiffs so, in there. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, but before we talk about them, I'd like to tell you and our listeners about our website and Thoughts to Ponder. God and Our Dogs has great sponsors. Please thank them when you see them. Branscombe Law, Wheeler's Western Outfitters, Kendall County Abstract, and the Rivers Team with Phyllis Browning. Because of them, we have a wonderful website, GodandOurDogs.com, including my blog, and the sign-up for the weekly Thought to Ponder with stories based on my dogs on the Want a Treat page. You can also listen to those Thoughts to Ponder Thursday mornings at 745 and 845 on Bernie Radio 103.9 FM or the Bernie Radio app. Check out the show webpage for regular updates and resources. That's GodandOurDogs.com for lots of treats. Discover a new perspective, God and our dogs. This is Lulu Bells, and you're listening to God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer. We are back on God and Our Dogs, and this is Meg Greer, your host. Joining us today is Linda Ratner, the founder of Ratner Consulting. Linda empowers business owners to create effective and profitable businesses using her extensive business management experience. Before the break, Linda told us about childhood dog Gloomy, and Gloomy was her 20-pound protector and comforter, reminding us of the powerful protector God is for those who love him. Well, Linda, Gloomy must have had big paws to fill, so to speak, even though he was only 20 pounds. Tell us about your next dog. My next dog was Alex. I brought Gloomy with me to San Antonio when I came to UTSA here, and he lived until I was about 22 years old. Gloomy did? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he lived a long life. He would go visit my girlfriend in our apartment complex and Mm -hmm. disappear for hours and knock on her door, and that's where he was, hanging (laughs) with her. So, yeah, Alex did have some competition there, but when uh, Gloomy left A few years later, I got a dog, uh, Alex. Mm -hmm. Alex was half Border Collie, half Lab. And I don't know what it is about these dogs, but very protective as well. Mm -hmm. They must have sensed that they were my my protectors in in one way or another. Alex stayed with me until the birth of my children, actually even Aaron. And then we had to give him away. We we gave him to a friend who had a big farm Mm -hmm. because he was getting blind and he couldn't recognize who was friend and who was foe and I was afraid he was going to bite one of the kids and as much as it broke my heart Alex went to go stay with one of my husband's friends Mm -hmm. Uh, but he was an amazing dog I ran with him every single day we ran four miles you'd have to with a a a border collie lab mix they're high energy yes he was and um, like I said he bit everybody if you came within inches of me and he you know you got too close to him, you're going to get bit. Oh, wow. So he spent uh, many, many, many weeks in doggy jail. Oh, no. I'm afraid to ask about doggy jail. Yeah. He was, what do they call it? Uh, the, You know, they, they send a vet, they check on him, and he has to stay under house arrest. Oh, okay. Until they deem that he's not rabid or anything. That was back then. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, he was, he was great. Didn't matter, male or female. Mm-hmm. He was not going to put up with anybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's fun. Well, tell us about your additional dogs, because I know you've had many more. Oh, my gosh, yes. So I am that crazy dog lady now. 
and it's okay. I'm, I'm good with it. What happened is I've always had a dog, always. And after Alex, we got another lab. Her name was Niki, and she was named after the, the hurricane that destroyed Kauai. Oh. My husband and I went, uh, our honeymoon was in Kauai, and Iniki destroyed Kauai. Well, we came home and we bought this puppy together. It was our first baby. Uh, we named her Iniki, but named her, called her Niki. And the reason was she completely tore up our wooden deck. Oh, no. So she was your own tiny hurricane. She, <laughs> she chewed through his motorcycle helmet. Oh, my goodness. She destroyed a 100-year-old cottonwood bonsai. She was... Oh, my goodness. But she was the most... She was a typical lab. Mm-hmm. The kids were born. They used her as a step stool to get on the bed. I have pictures of the kids poking her eye. I mean, she was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, you know, we had other dogs. We had a, a, a bull mastiff, Daisy, and then we got our French mastiff, Duke, uh, Roxy, who I, who I have now, and Callie, who we sadly lost about four months ago. Yeah, I remember that. That was yeah. hard. And then we found Mac, who was, you know, I live out at Medina Lake, and people just dump dogs mm-hmm. left and right. So Mac was nine months old, has come to live with us, and he's also a, he's a blessing. But, I mean, they're amazing, and mm-hmm. I love them all. They're, and they're all very different, mm-hmm. and they all have very special gifts. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so, I'd love to get into the minds of dogs in some ways and figure out how they pretty openly receive new dogs. Obviously, there are going to be exceptions, but for the most part, they're very accepting. And um, I think that's how God is with us, don't you? He, we're all individuals. Yes, I think Mac, Mac the, the new addition, mm-hmm. he is very accepting. Um, Roxy, not so much. Depends. Mm-hmm. It, it really depends. But yeah, I mean, they are. They're accepting. And as long as you respect certain boundaries, just like God has mm-hmm. us respect certain boundaries. Exactly. And, and certain rules, right? Mm-hmm. So... Uh, for me, I think one of the things that, why did I end up with so many dogs? Mm-hmm. I think what happened is I built this home with three children and a husband who was working in the emergency room days, nights, weekends. And I was alone a lot because we don't have family here. Mm-hmm. So when my kids grew up and went off to college, every one of them that left, left a little hole in my heart. Mm-hmm. And I filled it with another dog. Ah. So in essence, I replaced every child with a dog. Uh So I ended up with three dogs, and then each of them got a dog, and then they would bring their dog. So we ended up with so many dogs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they probably left their dog behind, you know, because they went off on their own in little adventures. That's right. (laughs) We've heard that story here on God and Our Dogs a lot. (laughs) And then I don't want to give them back. I know. I've heard that story, too. And they ended up staying with the parents and not with the kids anymore. Yeah, this is true. Yeah. Well, that's that's neat. It's neat to see how all that comes together and that there can be peace, you know, and I think God wants us to find a a level of peace with one another. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, there is kind of an overriding theme to me in the stories you've told, and that's really about love. And I love how you said God's are our tangible nugget. I love that word of love and unconditional acceptance. He just comes through in all kinds of situations, doesn't he? He sure does. 
Do you want me to tell you my story about when I had COVID? And oh, yes. I'd love for you to tell that story. Yeah. So I, I got COVID really early on, mm-hmm. and I got very, very sick. Uh, I was out of it for 30 days. Mm-hmm. have no recollection. And it was so early on that my family didn't want to spend much time with me. So I was in the master bedroom, and they would feed and water me, <laughs> and then leave. They didn't really want to spend much time with there me. There was they, a lot of fear at that lots. time. It was mm-hmm. scary. People were dying. And my husband um, is a doctor, and he really couldn't afford to get sick because he had so many people he needed to care for. So I understood, but it was very isolating. Mm-hmm. I was alone in a room by myself all day, every day. 30 days. 30 That's days. That's a long time. Yeah. But the dogs were there, mm-hmm. and they would come in, and they would sit with me on the bed. And from what I recall, because I don't recall a lot, they were there the majority of the time. Mm-hmm. Now, were they there because they were hoping to get whatever food I didn't eat because I didn't eat much? I don't think so. <laughs> but they were there an awful lot. And um, yeah. they were the one thing that at least there was another being mm-hmm. around. Yeah, that presence that was matters, a, yes. doesn't it? it? It really does. I mean, we're social creatures, right? Mm-hmm. We need and so social. are they. And so are and they. And so are they. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they didn't, you know, if I left the room, because there was a point in this illness where I'd had enough, mm-hmm. and I declared myself healthy, mm-hmm. even though I'd had fever nonstop. Mm-hmm. So I got up, and I went out to the living room, and I said, I'm done being sick. And they all looked at me and scrambled out of the house. Get back in the room. So I, you would have thought I had some horrible disease. Well, I did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's amazing how... Dogs don't have that much fear of being around. They they just want to love you. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. That's so cool. That theme just pervades the whole thing. That yep. love and unconditional acceptance. Right. Just like God has for us. Right. And as I've been thinking about doing this interview and podcast with you, I've been thinking we should also have that same compassion for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Self-compassion is important. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're called to love others. And if we don't know what love is, it's kind of hard to love others. I yeah. think that's what you're talking about, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. That's such a great point. Yeah. Well, before we leave today, Linda, I'd love for you to tell uh, our listeners a little bit about you and what, um, uh, what Ratner Consulting is all about. Well, Ratner Consulting was born out of my desire not to sit around and nothing all day long. I sold, uh, my husband and I opened Impact Urgent Care, grew those clinics and then sold them. And I thought, what am I gonna do all day? So I thought, well, you know what? I've been lucky enough um, to been to have had these wonderful experiences in business, uh, startup, growing it and selling it. And mm-hmm. so I started this consulting company um, that really is more of a coaching company. Mm-hmm. And what I do is, I work with uh, business owners and Mm -hmm. their executive team because business is really hard. It is. It's not easy. Uh It's very hard. And so I help them overcome the challenges of running a business so that they can scale and grow it and make it a much more valuable investment for themselves to give them the freedom they want. Well, how can people find you? The best way is probably to go to my website at www.ratnerconsult.com. Mm-hmm. And you can contact me. There's a link there, and I will get a 
little email mm -hmm. asking for a request to connect. And That's awesome. You can connect with me on LinkedIn as well. Uh-huh. And how can they find you on LinkedIn? Are you under Linda Ratner or Ratner Consulting? Linda Ratner. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Well, Linda, thanks so much for being with us today. It's been a real joy. You're welcome. It's my pleasure. And I just brought you this list uh -huh. that I've been putting together for several months now. Ooh, I can't wait to look at that. I, I see made a all lot kinds of dog references in yes, there. Yes, I made a list of dog references. Like this could be a podcast. Oh, I love that. What is the matter with Baron Wiley at Bernie Radio that he didn't come up with that? That's the kind of thing that he would do. I don't know, but I came up with several for you. You so. did, and I love it. Well, before we bring the show to a close, I'd like to leave with a thought to ponder. Yes, that's P-A-W-N-D-E-R. What is fear? Many times we think fear is about lions and tigers and bears. Most of the time, fear creeps into our consciousness as worries about small things. They grow and grow into bigger fears than they should be. I ponder, how would fear disappear if we take those small worries captive and give them to God immediately? Let me know what you think after pondering. Email stories at godandourdogs.com. Thanks to the God and Our Dogs business partners, including Sonora Bank. 101 Mobility, Robin Saunders Luxury Group, and the GBMB Insurance. This is Meg Greer, and you have been listening to God and Our Dogs. I appreciate all of you, and thank you for joining us. You can listen to the show again on our website or subscribe on your favorite podcast site. Subscribe to our YouTube channel for show bonuses. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn at God and Our Dogs and click follow. Subscribing and following help the show spread the word about discovering a new perspective to rely on God the way our dogs rely on us. Discover a new perspective. God and our dogs. God and our dogs.com. for children's story time. As the Patrick Heath Library is open today from 10 to 4, this is Bernie Radio.